Welcome to the Liner Note with your hosts, Ed Lopez Reyes, Jim Long, John Culkin, and Joe W. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Liner Note. I'm Joe W., and I'm here with my John other Culkin host. from Greenwich, Connecticut. Jim Long from New York. Ed Lopez from Greenwich, Connecticut. All right. Well, it's good to have everybody back. This is our third show now, and we have a very special guest with us tonight. You may have heard him just a few moments ago. He is the man, the myth, the legend that did our intro with his ripping guitar. I want to introduce everybody to Tony Q. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Welcome really to the good. show. Hey, Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Tony, uh, well, we're going to jump right into it. And so I know you a little bit more, and obviously not everybody else does. The guys on the show know you a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about how you got into playing the guitar. Well, uh, it's a funny story, I guess. Uh, back when I was a young lad, I guess, uh, a little thing called Guitar Hero came out, and uh, I thought it was really cool, and me and all my buddies would, would uh, play it you know, on the weekends. We'd binge it, and... Uh, Eventually, we got to a point where we were like, yeah, let's, let's try to play for real. And took a few lessons, uh, a few guitar lessons. And, uh, you know, I, it kind of conflicted with um, some sports in high school. And I was, learned about guitar tabs. Uh, my guitar teacher made the mistake of showing me that I could, didn't have to read music and I could look at tabs. And then from there on, it was, I quit lessons and I just kind of learned off tabs and by ear. So. All right, good. That's a pretty common story, and so so I know how you are, and the tab thing kind of makes sense now, because my experience with you is it's like, okay, hey, Tony, can we learn the song? You open up some tabs, and a few minutes later, it's like, okay, I know the song now. Are you guys ready? So is that kind of how things have been for you since you started? It's just kind of natural to look at tabs and pull pretty it out? Pretty much, like, you know, I'll, you know, I want to learn a song, you know, I'll pull up the tab, and a lot of them aren't super accurate. Um, but you can get the skeleton of a song down very easily. And, you know, for the solos, you'll have to spend a little more time. You'll have to use your ears to kind of figure out where to get your hands at. But, you know, pretty much the tab, you can learn 90% of us. I would say almost any song, minus a really difficult lead. Fair enough. And one thing, uh, Tony, that I, I know that we've talked about before, and I wanted to put it out there on the podcast is, uh, you're more of a Les Paul player. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, so I have one actual Les Paul, and then I have two like knockoffs by uh, Wild Audio. It's Zach Wild's guitar company, and then uh, the rest of my guitars are pretty much just various shapes that I thought looked cool. I have a couple of Dimebag Daryl. I think I have three of those. I got like a pretty wild green looking one, a Lightning Bolt, just a flat black one. I get an Ibanez. And then at one point in time, I was really into corn, so I bought a seven string, um, and that's the only thing I use it for. Is like if I find a corn song that I like, oh man, it's cool. I'll learn it. But uh, pretty much just stays who, hanging on the wall. Who made that? Uh, what, what company made that seven string? Is that an Ibanez? Uh, it's a or? Schecter, and actually they make pretty good okay, quality guitars. I mean, I probably only bought the thing for I think it was less than five hundred bucks, and that thing rips, man. Well. Well, I ask you all these questions too, because we've talked about, you know, uh, about your influences. Uh, obviously, Zach Wilde's a big one. Uh, Dimebag's another one. Uh, would you say that's your wheelhouse, that sound, as opposed to say like a Strat sound? Um, you know, I I love the sound of a Strat too, but <laughs> I just 
and actually the first guitar I had was a Squire Stratocaster and you know the Squire ones don't sound nearly as cool as the actual Fender ones you get a little bit of that tone I feel like but uh I do I I do prefer the Gibson I I just that Les Paul kind of humbucker sound um but I nothing against the Fender it does have a pretty cool sound too so Tony so we did talk about some of your influences here Going back, like, what are some of your early rock influences going up to now? If just spat off about five or six going through the years. Oh man, as a kid, you know, before I picked up an instrument, I really liked like uh, Motley Crue and like The Offspring and uh, like Ted Nugent and stuff. You know, just stuff my parents listened to. And then as I got older, I started to learn how to play and. I had a respect for how difficult it was to play. Kind of found myself gravitating more towards like, you know, the heavier, not like death metal, but the, you know, like the Pantera, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, Black Label Society, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, stuff like that. And I feel like as I've continued to progress, I've gotten a little bit more into like some not soft stuff, but, uh, you know, just, a little bit lighter, maybe the uh, you know the the guys that laid the foundation for all the heavy stuff. I like you know like uh, you know Van Halen, ZZ Top. Uh, I'm actually on a really big Southern rock kick right now. I'm not really sure why, but uh, been listening to it. Which I know that's. Uh... Oh, sorry. Go, go, ahead, ahead, Tony, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to mention that's Jim's wheelhouse. Is uh, he likes a lot of the the loud Southern rock like. Uh, Jackal and Dangerous Toys and uh, those bands, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So, Jim, you had a question. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I was going to talk about. Uh, well, Tony and Joe, I know you guys have a project going on that you guys are starting up, and uh, kind of want to talk about that a little bit. It, Joe, I'll let you you uh, hit it off here. Yeah, sure. Um, well, we've been working on it for a little while. I, Tony got together. Uh, it's just kind of me and him like jamming for a little now. bit. Doing a lot of heavy metal things and playing with a lot of other funny stuff, like taking like 80 songs and trying to make them into metal songs, doing fun stuff like that. And so oh, man. Tony recently on, got a him. little gig where we got a chance to play at an event. Don't know a whole lot about it yet. I don't know if he's keeping it secret from us on purpose, but they want us to learn some classic rock covers. So that's <laughs> what we're doing. So starting out with about three or four feel like we got them down pretty good. Got the drummer looking for a rhythm guitarist, and hopefully we found the singer. So we're just waiting to hear back on a definite yes or no from the singer. So definitely looking forward to that. So, Joe, when you say classic rock, what what are you guys working on? There's a big area there. So right now, we're kind of all over with this one. So we got Little Pearl Jam Action, uh, Fortunate Son, CCR, and... I'm a huge Beatles fan. I thought something that would go really well with it across all generations. You can't go wrong with Helter Skelter. So, and so yeah, so we're working on those three songs mostly. And I feel like once we get those three down, we'll, we'll move on to our next three or four and go from there and hopefully get ready for that gig that Tony got to set us up with. And I'm back now. So, <laughs> so Tony, what, what can you tell us about the uh, choice of uh, songs that you're making for uh, the band and for the performance that's coming up. So we kind of uh, picked like a, kind of a mix of just early easy songs to play, but songs that you know, pretty much everybody knows. And I I love you know the seventies and eighties hard rock and metal and stuff. And pretty much uh, we could go up there and play a bunch of Metallica and stuff, but I don't think 
people would, you know, your average just, you know, concert goer who maybe doesn't like that stuff would enjoy it. So, and also it's, it's kind of our first, I, I haven't played in front of people since high school. So that was like 12 years ago, <laughs> I guess, probably now. Uh, but, um, we just kind of picked stuff that we thought everyone would know and wouldn't be too difficult for everyone to learn. Now, the Metallica thing is debatable, right, Tony? It depends on the. Yeah, era. That, that's. Because if, if you're talking, <laughs> if you talk pre Black Album, you've got the Metallica yeah. purist who would be into it, right? But then, but then the Metallica after that was pretty broad range, you know. But I think you're smart to stick to the period yeah. that you're sticking to and the, the strength strands of hard rock that you're sticking to but so the other thing is you did the theme for the liner note and a lot of people don't know that so uh i don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about how you came up with uh, the Uh, melody for that so i kind of just played like a regular old pentatonic blues scale kind of how like i thought maybe slash would play it or something and then added a little slow down part where you're kind of accenting those single notes and that kind of said to me it sounded like a way maybe Dimebag Daryl would finish off a solo or something but uh yeah I just kind of just went with it and let my hands go for a little bit and see if I could crank something out I just recorded it with my iPhone so quality isn't the greatest but uh it's it is what it is I thought it sounded great <laughs> yeah definitely uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. And I've had a couple of, I, I know I've talked, maybe I talked to Jim about this recently. I can't remember who it was. It was Jim. We were at a show and we were trying to get a radio ID from, I think it was Billy Sheehan. We actually ended up doing it on an iPhone because they wouldn't let him take his proper radio guy recorder. Yeah, actually, if in. you look, I have um, this uh, Zoom recorder that I bring with me for, for uh, station IDs and stuff. Oh, wow. And uh, they thought it was like, uh, I don't know what they thought it was when I walked in with their, oh, this <laughs> This is not allowed in the venue, and you have to bring this back to your car. Oh, man. So, well, I have an interview with the band after the show. Oh, no, 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 it's not allowed. (laughs) Really, if you ever go to Starland Ballroom in New Jersey, they're very strict there, so I would recommend not bringing Can't even take markers to get autographs. But no, people use iPhones. I mean, uh, I play with a couple of guys in a band called the Mighty Goodfellas. A couple of guys people would know. Kenny Aronoff is one of them, and Freddie Ravel from Santana, a couple of guys like that. Then the other half of the band is a whole bunch of regular Joes like myself. It's for charity that the thing is done. But the point is that we are all over the place, and that's what the majority of us use was actually iPhones. But I thought I thought the theme for the liner note came out great. It's just the way technology has gone. So, yeah. Oh, man, anytime. I'm working on getting my setup and everything here together. Maybe start like a little YouTube channel or something, but uh, I don't know. I don't I'm not... Well, not so great with technology like that. <laughs> what type of uh, amp do you play through? So uh, my little like uh, do-it-all amp, I just have like a, I don't know, it's probably like a 75-watt Line 6 that I bought in like the early 2000s. It, it has every effect that you would ever want on it. So I'll, like if I'm just learning something and it's spe- it needs a specific sound, I'll, I'll just plug into that. But, uh, you know, I have the new EVH head that I just traded in another amp for and a Boss Katana uh, cabinet. And I'm still playing with it, but I know I don't have it dialed in all the way yet, but damn, it sounds really good and it gets loud and I love it. Any type of pedals with it or it's all onboard effects? No. So this one, uh, my line six is just a solid state, but my, my EVH head and my boss cabinet, I usually run, I have a MXR black label chorus that I'll run through the, through the back end of the EVH head. 
And then on the front end, I'll have just an Ibanez Tube Screamer and a wah pedal. And sometimes I'll take out, I have an MXR uh, 10 band EQ that I'll, you know, if there's a really, really specific tone I want, I'll play with the, the EQ on that. All right, awesome. Well, Tony, uh, so I was telling the guys a little bit about the show you set us up with. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. And okay. just so just fill us in a little bit. I told him it's a little bit of a mystery to me too. And I, I know you kind of got sketchy details yourself, but if you want to tell them in a little bit about what our gig is going to be. So it's, it's uh, yeah, one of my buddies that I, I used to work with, uh, it's a charity event going to be outdoors. I'm assuming. And I really haven't gotten much details other than his wife who is putting on the event has given us the okay to slip in between bands for about, 15 or 20 minutes quick set and play so we're i mean we're all kind of figuring this out as we go we're not really sure if we need to be mic'd do we need to bring our own like sound equipment aside from amplifiers but uh sounds like it should be pretty cool we just gotta get that practice time in yeah definitely and you know what? So it's kind of funny how things come full circle. Because last time I played a band, which is more than 12 years ago, unlike yourself, and out somewhere, the only reason we got to play out was because the lead guitarist was dating the daughter of the guy who owned the place. So now we're getting in as a friend of a friend. So it all comes back around. You don't really, not really getting anywhere because of talent. But you know what? It's be a good time. And at least we have friends of friends, I guess, for now to help us along the way. <laughs> yeah. That but, sounds uh, like a. Our- our drummer might have some connections too, so just gotta get the songs under our belt. When is the gig? Uh, May twentieth. We get okay. time to learn four or five songs and get them down pat. Definitely. Well, Tony, definitely appreciate you coming on today. I have a good oh, yeah. feeling that we'll see you in future shows. That's for sure. Absolutely. If My you're willing pleasure. to come hang out with us for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. And so, yeah. Thanks again. And just to catch everybody up. If you caught our second show, we had Novarium on, and they have their new music video out, working on some new tunes. And me and Tony are lucky enough, this Friday in Winchester, Virginia, we're going to get to see them live. So their first triumphant show back after a hiatus, you had the pandemic, you had some band movement, and here we are. Uh, It's a good venue, we've got a little crowd coming with us. A potential singer for the band is going to be there, so we get to figure out if that's going to be a go or not, and we're going to do some practicing before that, and then we're going to probably sometime after that get into our next, our fourth podcast, and at that show, they got a couple of the bands there, so I'm going to try to mingle with them, maybe I can get a little interview on the spot, get some recordings live, and see how it goes. Is there any chance Novarium will let you guys uh, jump up there for a few seconds, a couple of minutes maybe? Maybe jump up there to jump off the stage. You mean like stage diving? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we jump up there and they kick our ass off. Yeah. So, I mean, we're down for that. I'd be, I'd be okay with it as long as we don't end up in the local yeah. jail for the night for disorderly conduct or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. So... That'd be a good episode. It would be. That's, podcast, that would be though. an interesting one. It, we can go back and see the jail we ended up in for the night and <laughs> tell everybody about our story. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, everybody. Once again, Joe W. here. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Uh, John Culkin here. Thanks a lot. Jim Long, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. And Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Ed Lopez from Greenwich, Connecticut. Thank you for tuning in to The Liner Note. 
Until next time.